1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Uh, welcome back. Here's uh, a couple of weather updates. Here. We're seeing that it's in that in the shock area. You got deluged. Off of one sixty nine got thunder, lightning, and rain near one sixty nine and four ninety-four, which is that same area in West Bloomington. Uh, power is out in East Bethel as of seven fifteen, got that in. Uh people from Anoka said their power is out in Parsicoon Rapids as well. Uh so any information that you have that you can pass along to us, please do six five one four six one nine two two six. Uh right now in downtown Minneapolis, it is dark, it is raining. Uh, it's about 75 degrees. There's a tornado watch in, in Hennepin County and, and certainly extends beyond, uh, until, uh, 10 p.m. Uh, so there, there's lots of stuff going on out there. Most of it just depends on if it's, if it's over your head right now, it won't stay for long. Uh, but you do need to be informed and if you, if you don't need to travel in those areas, it looks like there's some real hazardous areas that you could be, uh, driving into. So be careful out there and keep it tuned to WCCL and we'll bring you the latest. Text us with any information you have, 651-461-9226. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Lori Jensen, who I talked to, uh, earlier this, uh, spring or winter actually, uh, about what she was going to do and why she's going to do it, and it is a very, very interesting uh, story, and she joins us now. Lori, thank you for joining us.
3: Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me.
2: Okay. Take me back. Explain Explain um, where you're at in life and, and what you're doing about it. Give us the first paragraph, and we'll go from there.
3: All right. Well, in December of 2020, I was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. A very long story short is that I went... Through intense chemo until June 9th of last year of 2021, um, the chemo worked very well. I was not um, extremely ill throughout the chemo, and part of that I think was due to the fact that I kept moving. I, you know, every time we would get done with chemo, my husband and I would go out for a walk. I never missed I never missed a day of walking. Um, I changed my eating, um, increased my water consumption. I did a lot of positive thinking. And above, and above everything, we had support like you can't believe. Everybody was supporting us through uh, cards and prayers and texts and calls and um, just lots of positive things happening. So after I got done with my chemo, um, one day we were playing soccer with our granddaughters and the ball rolled down a hill, and I kind of jogged after it, and I thought, oh, that feels pretty good. So I jogged after it, and I thought, you know, I think I'm going to try doing a little bit of running. So I got on some running shoes, and I went for a little jog, and before I knew it, I was running three miles three times a week. Mm. On one of the jogs, um, uh, a thought came to me, and it, it it said, you need to do something with this, uh, because I, I was Living our, you know, my husband and I are living our best life right now, and I was feeling so great. Everything was um, really positive for me, and I just felt the need to do something about that. So after reflection, I thought I wanted to raise funds for the early detection of pancreatic cancer. Um, it just it, it means a lot to me because I want future generations to not have to find pancreatic cancer so late in the diagnosis, which is what happens most of the time. Um, like I said, mine was stage four because it had traveled from my pancreas to um, my lymph nodes. I was in perfect health at that time. I just happened to find an enlarged lymph node by my collarbone. So I um, set up a fund at Mayo Clinic, and um, I was raising funds to get funds into that um, pancreatic early detection of pancreatic cancer fund by my thought was running a half marathon i'd never been a runner in my life and it was i just felt i needed some skin in the game so i started doing some i guess promotions and you mike was so grateful to you for the exposure to our cause thank you very much my pleasure Um, i yeah i got the word out there uh, via you and um via facebook and just sending out letters to people And um, my goal for this was to get $5,000 by this past Saturday, because this past Saturday I did run in the half marathon in Stillwater. And my goal was to get $5,000. And as of last Friday, we had $18,225 into that fund.
2: That is so awesome. Yeah. And how did you feel running it? Oh, I felt great. Did you? You
3: know, um, yeah, absolutely. We... Um my husband and I are kind of training partners. He's not a runner, but he's with me 100%. He's the wind beneath my wings. Yeah. He's just, he's my rock. He's with me 100% all of the time. And we even took it to the point where we, we, got, we had gone out to the trail two different times um, just so I could run the first 10 miles of that trail just to see what it was going to be like. And so the first 10 miles on Saturday was great. Um, I felt really, really good. The last three miles, the sun kind of came out. It was a little bit harder, and still water is full of hills, and the last three miles was hilly, and the wind was blowing in our faces. So I did not stop. I told myself at the beginning of this trot that I was not going to stop, and I didn't. I was able to trot the whole way um, to the finish
2: line. You go, girl, man. That's what I keep thinking. Now, Now, I know you're not supposed to ask this, but it's germane to the topic. How old are you? I'm 62 years old. That is awesome. Yeah. Your grandmother and yeah. daughter were half marathons. And, uh, it's yeah. just incredible. Now, 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 you said you had a, a, an enlarged lymph node. Did, did it show to the point where you needed to get examined, or how did they discover that, that, that you had pancreatic cancer?
3: Um, they discovered it because I went in with this enlarged lymph node, and they took a biopsy of that lymph node, and it showed that it went to the pancreas, so when I then I went in for a CAT scan and the CAT scan showed that I had a tumor between the body and the neck of my pancreas. Um, because it had spread outside of my pancreas, it's considered not curable, but it is treatable. Uh, what I carry is called the BRCA2 gene, which some people know about, but not enough. Um, BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes carry with it high risk for breast, ovarian melanoma, and pancreatic cancers. And um, my, my biological mom died when she was only 43 from breast, ovarian cancer. So I knew all my life that I needed to, you know, take care of myself and really watch for, for different things. Um, so in 2017, I, was, I went through genetic testing and found that I did carry the BRCA2 gene, But because there's early screening for breast, ovarian, and melanoma cancers, I had been doing that since I was age 25. But there is no early screening for pancreatic cancer. Um, That's why this is such a passion for me, is to make sure that future generations can have some form of early detection for this disease that comes all too often late in diagnosis.
2: You know, but... It's hard for me to fathom how you can be symptom free from that. How how you're not tired or or some sign, but that—that's pancreatic cancer. That's why they call it the silent, huh?
3: Exactly. Exactly. I think many people. I think I'm I'm super fortunate that I didn't, and um, because I think many many people do end up having symptoms. Um, I've heard that back pain or abdominal pain is sometime overlooked for pancreatic cancer and they think it might be gallstones or kidney stones there's because you know abdominal pain and back pain can be a lot of different things
2: mm-hmm.
3: so i think the pancreatic cancer sometimes is overlooked because of that but maybe in the future you know i think it's becoming more and more common and I, i'm just hoping that we can find you know with with exposure to the early detection and with some funding that perhaps there can be some sort of early screening for it.
2: Yeah. And, and, and to an extent, the early screening would have to be almost uh, like they do breast cancer right now, right? You you'd have to have some regular checkups to, to get that done if there, if there are no symptoms.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, and especially, you know, not, not everybody needs to be so diligent but if you have a high risk, for instance, if you have the BRCA1 or the BRCA2, or if in your family someone has passed away from pancreatic cancer, if you're at a high risk, then for sure you need some early screening. You know, it's probably not for everybody, because if you don't have it in your family, you don't have a history, um, you know, maybe it's not as, maybe you're, you're not as likely to get it. So maybe you don't need the pre-screening. But for those people who do have that in their family. And if you go through genetic testing and do find that you are at high risk for something and not everybody will go through genetic testing because it's kind of scary.
2: Was it scary for you or were you, uh, did you want to know so bad that that, uh, uh, that 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 was the, you know, the the driving force was so great that it didn't, that, that you just needed to know.
3: I did not want to do it so badly, but I, we have a daughter and three granddaughters. And um, at that time, I was thinking it was for breast ovarian cancer. I did not know that the BRCA2 carried the pancreatic high risk at that time. So I, I thought, you know, I need to do this for, for my, for the future generations, yeah. just to see if, if I, if I carried that gene. Um, and I, I vacillated and Our son-in-law, who is just a dear heart, I I'd asked him, I said, what do you think? And he said, you know, knowledge is power. And that made a lot of sense to me because when you know something, you can do something about it. So that really stuck with me and I went through and did it and I'm really glad that I did.
2: Uh, Lori Jensen is our guest. She ran the half marathon yesterday in Stillwater, raised over eighteen thousand dollars for print to fight pancreatic cancer and diagnosed herself at an early stage. And she was diagnosed with it. What have you learned in the last two years?
3: <laughs> oh my goodness! How much time do you have? Ah. Um, just, uh, just so much that there's always hope. Um, you know, our one of my oncology nurses said you know cancer is not a death sentence anymore because when they when they tell you it's not curable that's really a scary sentence yeah. to hear
2: yeah
3: but but she said you know de- cancer is not a death sentence anymore it is a chronic illness now because there are so many treatments for it there are there are you know medical the medical world is just full of research and ongoing research and The more they know, the more... And and another thing is, I'm on a targeted therapy right now that was only introduced in 2019. Um, It, Yeah, it attacks the BRCA2 mutated cells directly and um, just kind of destroys them. And there's an inhibitor in that pill that doesn't allow them to repair themselves. So it's just, there's not a lot of statistics on it because it's relatively new, but they've had very good... um, results with it. So I am on that right now. Uh, I I still go in for blood work once a month and they check my blood to make sure that everything is going well. And I just had that checked and it's just perfect. Um, Every three months I go in for CAT scans just to see. And right now I'm considered in remission because they can't see the tumor right now. Um, The tumor is not visible at this point in time.
2: But they can't take it out, huh?
3: No, they can't because it's spread. Um, had it not spread, they, there is surgeries now that can, that can do that. But because it had spread and the area that they would need to radiate in order to make sure I didn't have any small um, cancer cells is too great of a field and it would, it would really interrupt my quality of life. So it would hurt my esophagus and my heart and my bone marrow. And then if I should need treatment in the future, I wouldn't be able to have that because that would be kind of destroyed from the radiation. So it was kind of a no-brainer when they told us that we just weren't gonna we weren't gonna go with that. So we just um, I do the I do the uh, targeted therapy, and I live every single day uh, just full of joy Mm. because I feel great and life is good. And I just, one of the, one of the things I think that helps me most, Mike, is that my mission in life has always been to help those around me
2: um, be better. Mm. And you got real clear on that mission, didn't you?
3: I did. You know, I want people to have a little, a little better life if, if I can help at all. And so I continue to do that, and that's part of my healing process as well. Make life a little less difficult for those around me.
2: Mm. And where do you live, Lori?
3: We live on in Savage.
2: yep yep yeah. I, I, and, and I ask that because I want to get a weather report. Has it come through you yet?
3: <laughs> it it had it has come through once. Yep. We were at a neighbor's, so we quick ran home through the raindrops to get the phone call. Yeah, And then as we were talking, it just came pouring down again. But I looked out, and I see a little bit of sunshine over in the west.
2: Okay. So, so you, the, the, the yeah. worst may be behind you, but we can't tell for sure because there's more out south. Okay. Lori, I got it. You yeah. keep doing what you're doing, and thanks for being a hero to so many. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers with you and... Uh, <laughs> What a treat to talk to you about this. Congratulations on a job well done again.
3: Thank you. Can I add one more yeah. thing? If anybody is interested in either donating to this cause because it's still open for donations, or if they want to know anything, they just want to visit with me or whatever, um, my email is movingwithmeaning at Moving
2: with meaning at gmail.com.
3: Yes. And I'd happy to, uh, the last time that I was on, I, I got, um, several emails about questions that what I'm doing. Um, so I, I'm open for whatever, but you know, um, if anybody is touched with pancreatic cancer, I've got, we've gotten, you know, funds from donations from people who we don't even know, but their family had been touched by pancreatic cancer and they just wanted to help, you know, um, get this fund up and running more. So if anybody wants to do that, that's still open. If you have any questions, if you just want to talk, um, movingwithmeaning at gmail.com would be where you'd get a hold of me.
2: Laura, thank you so much, and keep us updated. Do that. Well, thank you
3: so much for, for, uh, for having me on again, Mike. I appreciate that. Well, you
2: bet. Laura Jensen, nice enough to join us, pancreatic cancer uh, survivor and thriver. Running the half marathon. Uh, a lot going on out there on the weather front, including power outages, etc. We'll bring you up to date when we come back. Sports plus to the max. All right. Let's bring you up to speed. What we know about the weather and the power outages. Uh, New Brighton, this is Texas. Their power is out. Uh, Coon Rapids, uh, Anoka. We've heard about, uh, Tubbsy. You've had a couple others that East Bethel at 715. We got a report of power out. Um, yeah, got Let's to, see. We
1: got one Maxi that uh, we had a report of some a power outage in Crystal as of about uh, a half hour ago. But then I just got a call back just a couple minutes ago that said that power is back. And uh, about an hour ago as well said that there's no power in Plymouth at the uh, around uh, Highway 101 and County Road Six. So okay. uh, up in up in that area. But I do know about three miles um, to the east. Uh, about yeah. You know, where uh, where we live i know that uh we've we've got power everything is fine there the sun is out so that's at Might maybe it was just like a, an isolated there but that's that's kind of what we know in that
2: area. Yeah, power to Janoka since 1910. Here's one that says, I'm disappointed in your current weather coverage. I received code red weather warnings and Mike Max is talking to the lady about her cancer journey. Uh, you know what, I understand what you're saying out there. Just understand, we don't have bodies in here. It's, it's Chris Tubbs and I and that's it. There is nobody else here to work on this. So we do not have access to, so we're working off whatever code, whatever uh, computers we can and whatnot, but it's just the two of us. There, there is no uh, great big staff here that works on this. There's only two of us and we're doing the best that we can and trying to share information People give us, uh, and I understand your frustration if you're listening to us. But but I'm not. I don't want to speak out of school when I'm not a weather expert mm-hmm. on it. So we're trying to access Paul and use him judiciously, mm-hmm. uh, and he will tell us. Uh, Paul Douglas said is, but but it's just the two of us. That's it. So I apologize for that. But that's the reality of, of where we're at with this thing, and, and we're doing everything we can. So if somebody wants to call us or text us six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one nine two two six. Here's another text that just came in. Says power out in Zimmerman. Uh, anybody that's suffering from that that can give us an update, call us at 651-461-9226 and feel free to participate in this coverage because you are our reporters. You are it. Absolutely. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean we, we've we had – I've had a lot of people tonight, Maxie, that have been calling and just giving us updates that haven't necessarily been on the air. So what we've been trying to do is just feed that information you know, when we can and not completely derail – Well, you know, like you were saying, just kind of with the two of us, it's just kind of like that fine line where you're trying to make sure you get that information out timely, too.
2: There's a couple of calls. We'll see if we can pick them up and come back to them when we come back. Weather coverage and more on Sports to the Max at WCCO. Stay with us. Uh, Here's another text that we got. Huge building in Braham had the roof blown off. So that is north of the Twin Cities as you head towards Duluth. Uh, Braham, Minnesota, and, uh, that would be a telltale sign of something significant, obviously, that I'm not going to begin to speculate on. Uh, Paul Douglas is monitoring as well, so if there's tornado straight line winds, uh, maybe he can give us the latest on that, uh, as we go through the night. Joining us right now from Grandma's Marathon, uh, in Duluth. Uh, Zach Schneider and, they, and they've got it. Trader, they've got it coming up here. On uh, they, they've got good news. It's uh, it's been sold out, and he joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Zach, thank you for
0: joining us. How's the weather in Duluth? Yeah, of course. I think everything you described is uh, working its way north, so we might be in for a long night as well. And uh, I'm just sitting here listening to, to all those power outages and rain moving its way through the metro, and just hoping that that's not what we're talking about here in three weeks with uh, Grandma's marathon. We need to dial up some good weather here in a couple weeks.
2: Have you ever had a bad weather during the marathon?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's been bad weather. It's been delayed a couple times in its history. Never canceled uh, other than 2020 with the COVID. But weather's never shut us down, uh, delayed a couple times. Uh, It was really hot back in, I think it was uh, 2016, uh, which was our last really big race. Our last sellout actually came that year, and so we had a lot of runners. But, um, you know, typically the weather's pretty good. We had a perfect weather day last year, so hoping for more of the same.
2: What, uh, you know, this year, obviously, uh, these last couple of years have been something else. Explain the last two years and what it's been like to go through an event like that with COVID.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously 2020 was such a bummer uh, for a lot of different reasons and for a lot of organizations and events, not just ours. Uh, but it was the first time in Grandma's Marathon history that we couldn't have the race, um, you know, the way of the world. Uh, the way the world looked back then, uh, it was just not possible. And uh, we were really fortunate to, get to a place last summer where we were able to have a half capacity event. Uh, I think there were a lot of reasons to feel really proud, both as an organization and as a community last year, even though we had half the number of runners. And I spent much of my year as the marketing and PR guy trying to convince people maybe not to come out to the marathon and not to support it in the way that they were used to with lining the streets and having those parties and enjoying it. Um, In the end, uh, we were able to have a, you know, a, a grandma's marathon that felt somewhat like normal but it was still half the people uh so i think it was a, a positive step forward at that time but uh i know that the nine of us the full-time staff members in the community and our business partners the runners the volunteers everybody's been on kind of a different level this year because we've been full go uh since the end of last year and uh, haven't slowed down so it's going to be fun to be back to 20,000 plus runners uh, all the volunteers, all the spectators that we're used to here in the third weekend of June.
2: Does the city feel it? Can you feel the vibe when it when it starts to come back?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the unofficial kickoff to summer up here in Duluth. And uh, the way the weather's felt uh, this year, it's been colder than normal here in <laughs> yeah. May. And hopefully it uh, it turns, but it might be the actual kickoff this summer. Um, hopefully the weather yeah. gets a little bit warmer by then. But uh, no, I mean, there's nothing that replaces Grandma's Marathon. And I think that's what we felt uh, certainly in 2020 when we didn't get to have it at all. Uh, Its absence was was felt by our community, Uh, not just the economic impact by the hotels and the restaurants and the businesses, uh, but just the spirit of our community was kind of taken away. So last year when we got to have the event um, and it was one of the first big events around our region to come back and we were in kind of a sweet spot where Uh, The beginning of May is when things started to truly open up. The governor issued new orders then, and uh, we were able to have our event uh, pretty much without too many restrictions. We had changed some of the flow uh, to try and get people in and out of our venues differently, and obviously half the runners uh, changed things as well. But it did feel a lot like Grandma's Marathon, uh, and now this year we get to go back to that true feeling uh, of our community coming together to accomplish something that, is bigger than ourselves and that's what grandma's marathon has always been uh so i think that not just the runners but the people who volunteer the people who help us make this weekend so great they're excited to get back to work this this year as well
2: zach schneider a guest from grandma's marathon if you have a weather related tip for us uh, call us or text us at 651 461 9226 The latest is power out in southeast Blaine. A lot of that uh, north of uh, uh, Minneapolis, and somewhat east. We're hearing reports of uh, whether it's New Brighton or Badness Heights or White Bear Township, uh, places where power is out. Uh, text here, huge building in Braham had the roof blown off. Uh, keep the texts and the phone calls coming and sharing information with us, especially as it gets dark now. Uh, safety comes first, and we want to share as much information as we can with our listening audience. Six five one four six one nine two two six. If you can help us with that, and we certainly appreciate how many people have uh, been willing to participate tonight. Uh, Zach, uh, you get representation from what all over the world for this. I don't know how many countries. Uh, maybe you have those uh, numbers statistically speaking. But what were they doing? Were they waiting to see to make sure it went out? How, how, how did how did they trickle in? What, what was that like in terms of people signing up?
0: Yeah, for sure. Last year, we didn't have a lot of that same international representation. Uh, there were a lot of travel restrictions, whether it was uh, their country doing the restricting or the United States uh, doing the restricting on uh, some of those travelers that we normally get uh, from around the world. This year, uh, I feel like it's been back to normal, if not maybe a little bit added, uh, because people haven't been able to go on those trips. They haven't been able to participate in events like ours for now maybe two, maybe three years. Uh, So uh, I know a couple people in our elite field this is their first race. When you go back and look at their racing resume, as I I do, you know, getting ready for our media guide and and things like that. Uh, They haven't run races since 2019 um, because they're just either haven't been races or they haven't been able to get to them. Um, And so, it's exciting to see that come back. I haven't done the final demographics yet because registration, uh, just closed today with the sellout. Um, so I'll do that in the next couple of days. But, uh, last time we looked, we had all 50 States and close to 60 countries, uh, represented in this year's race weekend. And so it's fantastic. The reach that grandma's marathon has every year. Um, it's a great chance to show off, not just Duluth, but the outstanding North shore, the community that we have, uh, you know, we always hear from people who travel around the country and around the world for other events is that nothing really compares to Duluth. And that's not just the nine of us that are in the office putting it together. You know, that's because of everybody that comes out and and shows them you know, welcomes them with open arms and shows them the, the love and the dedication uh, throughout the weekend. So we can't uh, be more excited to to once again be the impetus to, to show off Duluth in northern Minnesota uh, here in a couple of weeks.
2: In general, Zach, how hard has it been in the hospitality industry in Duluth the last couple of years?
0: Oh, man, it's been, I mean, you know, I mean, Duluth relies on that and it's not just grandma's marathon, but, uh, we're one of the big things, but other things were canceled too. You know, fourth fest was canceled and a lot of the other big events throughout the summer. And, you know, summer's not very long up here. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, we felt it for sure, and I think we're still feeling the effects of that, whether it be in the restaurant, the hotel, all the other hospitality uh, businesses that we have up here. But hopefully this is, you know, a sign that we're starting to reach the light at the end of the tunnel that we've been talking about for a couple years. Um, if we can have a good Grandma's Marathon weekend, we can have a good summer. Uh, I know our first cruise ship uh, just rolled into the harbor. Yeah, that was kind of a foggy, misty arrival, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but that's a cool thing that the deck's got going on, and I know I think there's six or seven of those supposed to come throughout the year or throughout the summer here. So um, hopefully this is the start of uh, you know us turning a corner and getting back in the right direction, but it's certainly been hard on, on a lot of people the last couple of years.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I've done a lot of speaking engagements up in Duluth the, and the deck and the convention center that goes with it. And there's some marvelous infrastructure there that is built for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, conventions and things like that. And I'd imagine a lot of that was just ravaged, huh?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I've always held the belief I'm from Duluth. And so I've gotten the chance to grow up around Grandma's Marathon and grow up around some of the other things that we have in Duluth and, um, you know, see the potential in a lot of things that, uh, maybe otherwise go overlooked. So I I've always held on to the belief that big things shouldn't be reserved for just big places and that, uh, Duluth can do some pretty special things uh, when we put our mind to it and it, it's a special place. And grandma's marathon is proof of that every year because it's thousands of people. It's, uh, that come together for a common goal. Um, and a lot of them don't get, uh, much out of it except for the the satisfaction of being part of it and um, we just c- can't thank those people enough for the work that they put in they make the runner experience here very very special and um, like I said we're we're proud to do what we do and we're proud to do it in Duluth in the surrounding area so hopefully uh, you know we can have a good Grandma's marathon and hopefully that'll kind of get things uh, kicking back in the right direction for yeah but
2: if people want to so they, well. they, they, the the racing uh, all, all of those spots are taken correct that's what a sellout means but if people want and just partake in it, is it reasonable to think that you can get a hotel or something like that or a VRBO up there that weekend, or in general, are you, are you too late to the party?
0: Yeah, I mean, hotels and VRBOs are, are hard to come by at Grandma's Marathon weekend. We know that, but, uh, you know, some people cancel. Some of uh, those runners that have hotels, you know, might not be able to show up. Some might get hurt, so we know that. Uh, there might be a few that pop up. Uh, here and there camping is always an option Uh, hopefully the weather uh, sticks out because we know some people like to camp that weekend but um, you know if you know anybody up here uh, can stay a couple nights come up if you want to volunteer great we still need plenty of people to help out but just come be part of it if you haven't been part of a grandma's marathon weekend just come be part of it. Be down at the finish line. Be at Canal Park. Feel the energy of the, the runners and the city and the community because uh, it, it's like nothing else um, that I've been a part of in my life. And so I think that if you're part of it once, that's when we, we start to see people, I want to come back next year and the year after that. And That's how those uh, 20, 30, 40 years, uh, your year runs uh, start. They just start with one. So uh, find a way to get here if you can.
2: Zach, thank you so much for the update, and I uh, look forward to being business as usual again.
0: Yeah, I appreciate the time. Thanks, Maxie.
2: You bet. Zach and I are nice enough to join us at uh, Grandma's Marathon. is alive and well, and will go off, uh, they hope, without a hitch. But uh, certainly the fact that you're sold out is a step in the right direction. We'll give you the latest on what we know and what our texters have provided for us. Uh, as it pertains to the weather, the power outages and everything else, if you want to participate with us, keep the texts and the calls coming 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Lots of pockets of bad weather and the aftermath is now starting to uh, come to light in the darkness, if you will. We'll bring you up to speed on what we know, but we certainly appreciate anything that you can offer us. 651-461-9226 and WCCO. Uh, bringing you up to speed as best we can. Uh, power outages seems to be the uh, rule of the night right now as this uh, front moves through. And I'm reading some of these texts as they come in. White Bear Township, our power has been out since 7.30 p.m. Uh, electricity out in Andover. Power in East Bethel, expected to be back around 9.30. Uh, here's another one. Trees in southbound lanes of 35 between Hinkley and Sandstone. Trees. That means if you're in that area on 35, the main thoroughfare, the main ventricle there, you, it sounds to me like you want to avoid it. Trees in southbound lanes of Highway 35 between Hinckley and Sandstone. So think about that. If you're coming this way from Duluth or an area out there and you're listening to us, um, and you're coming southbound now that it's dark, um, very important that you drive with caution there. Uh, that is, um, that is when you get into real danger zones when it gets dark here and there are stretches where it's dark and trees have fallen. So we try as best we can to keep you up to speed on everything that we've got. We've got a thing here that says huge building in Braham uh, had the roof blown off. Uh, that's not that far away from what we're talking about, that Hinckley area. Uh, unfortunately, I'm in a part of Crystal that is still out of power. Some of Crystal has it, some do not. Uh, what do we got for the western suburbs, Tubsies? Is there anything there in terms of power outages?
1: Uh, not as of right now, it, it seems that most of it is still kind of isolated in that, in the, the Northern and now into the northeastern Metro, we do have some rain, uh, that's kind of still continuing to, you know, work its way on the back end of the cell. But as of most of the power right now and where I'm seeing the, the radar and kind of the way that things are tracking. Yeah, it's definitely now
2: crossing into the Lionel Lakes, Hugo area, So, so it went through Minneapolis, so to speak, or is it? uh,
1: Yeah, we've got. We got some more coming. Yeah, we've got a little bit more. um, We've got a little bit more coming. But as of right now, as I'm looking at the radar uh, right now, Maxie, it looks like most of it is going to be in the East Metro. And after this, there was uh, another uh, burst of cells that looked like it was going to come
2: through. But that seems to have dissipated. Okay. And how about in the south? Can you see? I I got the text line up. You've got the radar up. So we're trying to do a team combo on this. Uh, In the south, New Prague, Northfield area, can you see anything there?
1: Yeah. I'm just uh, going to zoom out just a a little bit there and uh, rewind it here. So. Uh, bear with me, as uh, they would yeah, say. Yeah,
2: we're doing this, folks, as we have said on the fly. Yeah, I, and I, we're I, trying to give you the best that we can, but it's just Tubbs and I against the world in here. So, as best we can, we're trying to give you what we have access to, which is the text mm-hmm. line and, and the phone calls that you've been bringing us. And the updates have been incredibly appreciated <laughs> by us. Uh, but we've got you know some software that we can access, yeah. and that's what what Chris is doing right now to take a look at it. Uh, but a number of power outages have been texted in, mainly in the north. Uh, uh, suburbs and and, and beyond. yeah, that and seems you know to that be if you're there. Okay, I'm sorry, you no,
1: Tabz. No no, 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 no. Oh, good. Uh, here's what I'm seeing right now on the radar. I'm seeing that everything it's it's starting, it's continuing to track northeast. Uh, you know, just to the west of uh, like New Richmond and Amory, Wisconsin. So we're kind of going up that 35v up to that 35. Uh, you know, I-35. We're starting to look into uh, into that little line of of uh you know traffic but i do see maxi coming up uh maybe in it looks like roughly about two and a half hours we do have another burst another front front. another front coming through yeah and and that looks like it's going to be more to the south of us um and and not necessarily affecting the northern part of the metro that we've seen it might clip it and again this is all based on what i'm seeing with the uh with the, the the forecast with the um with the cell but yeah as of right now uh in another couple of hours we do have something that should come through but there's not as much red with that maxi so i'm you know and it looks like it's it's going to come through and it's going to be more of a burst than it was this one and i know this one was super fast
2: okay so we'll keep you know hammer going to be in here now the truth is we got recorded programming after nine o'clock but hammer can break in at any time or access someone at any time there is uh, as we see the radar correct yes Yeah, he can get full permission and access to our software, correct?
1: Uh, Hammer, I give you permission to do what Maxine wants you to do.
2: Yeah, so you just just take it and run with it is what we're saying, Hammer, because we're seeing different cells and bursts, and it could happen during your shift.
1: I'll keep an eye on things.
2: Nothing you haven't seen before, but I'm just giving you an alert, and we're getting a lot of texts that indicate power outages in a lot of different places, so be prepared, okay? Thank you. appreciate that. All right. That's the best we can do for you, folks. And If you've got a power outage, please text us 651-461-9226. More importantly, be very careful if you're out and about, particularly when you hear trees falling between Hinckley and Sandstone on 35 South. Things like that we need to be made aware of. So uh, send it to us, and we'll get it to the masses as best we can. You've been listening to Sports and Weather to the Max on your weather station. News Talk 830 WCCO.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.